This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review, speaking with colleague Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle, colleague, friend, known each other for a long time. JD, thanks for taking some time. Uh, how you doing? Good, man. Anytime, buddy. How you doing? Doing well. Well, big news last few days. It's official and it'll be announced Thursday by the Big East. But, um, UConn, the board, of trustees voted to join the Big East Wednesday. So what are your thoughts? Well, what were your initial thoughts to when the news first broke about UConn leaving the American? You know, I, I wish I could say surprise, but for those of us who were, were there when the American conference began uh, back in 2012-2013, uh, you kind of had the feeling that this wasn't going to be a long-term relationship. You know, the, the fit just wasn't there. And, you know, we heard about it from the, from the get-go but in terms of UConn and uh, the fit with the American Athletic Conference. So, you know, they never really left the conference. And um, just the opportunity. You know, I, I, I am surprised, Chris, that, you know, we hear about conference realignment and it's always football-driven. But the football team is way on the back burner on this deal. I mean, this is, is, is very basketball-motivated. Uh, they're going to join in all of the other sports uh, that the Big East offers, but when it comes to football, they don't play football with that league. So uh, UConn's football team is is kind of a a team right now and a program that's in need of a home and, and some options. So they're not a big surprise to answer your question. It's just kind of it's it's not been a, a matter of if it would ever happen when they would go back or or find another home besides the, the American Z. You know, it just wasn't a fit. You know, you look at the demographics. And Geographics, it's just, it's just been a weird and odd mix of the past seven years. Yeah, I, I agree. And I don't, I haven't spoken to anybody, read anything where anybody's surprised. It, it was kind of inevitable. Do you think, I mean, and honestly, I mean, this is definitely a basketball move. What do you think will happen with the football team, the football program? Well, you know, they've come out and say, said that. They have no intention of, of just banning the program. So I guess that's number one. Two, the interest is not to drop down to the FCS level, the former 1AA level. So right now, the only other options are you find you a, a home, maybe the, the max, or you play as an independent, which I think becomes the, the, the more realistic, uh, short term answer for them. But you know, there, there's not a lot of good. Available, you know, there's that, there's like a database, just like the friends before, where, where schools look for available games, uh, if you can do this a decade out or more. And I remember somebody telling me recently that there just aren't very good teams right now that are in need of 2020 games. So you go from having your 12 game schedule fixed with, with, uh, your eight conference games before non-conference. Right now, uh, you're going to have to fix those spots that is probably going to cost you a lot of money in terms of feeling and making to come and, and maybe even take you as a, as a road, road team uh, for that year. So uh, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions still need to be answered. And of course, it also, so the flip side did answer, what are they now with one less number? So uh, I think a lot of things will, will need to be answered and probably won't get some resolution. Uh, on both sides for probably another 30 days or so. And we'll focus on U of H and 
in the American in just a, a few moments, but UConn football, what does your gut tell you will be the end result of UConn football? What does my gut tell me be the end result? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think what happened to State, they will kind of, oh, wander in, you know, football purgatory, you know, <laughs> for indefinite. I, I don't see, there, there's certainly not going to be an option um, you know, realignment. You know, they're not a power five type program. Now, uh, and then, you know, there's also a, a clause or part of the, the fees that were, that were announced on Wednesday that, that also not on Thursday, but it's official that the school is not allowed to seek membership in a power five, or I believe it's the next six years. Mm-hmm. And if they do so, that's a 30 million exit fee. So if you look at the next six years, that takes you past the next wave of, uh, conference realignment with some of the other conference, you know, random right deals, um, expiring and, and new deals coming up. So really, so that kind of takes you off the table unless you end up taking that kind of like, you know, they're 40 million in the rent right now, according to the hard current. So I don't see any way out of, I think, I think essentially what Brass and Teddy is, you know, they're giving up on football. And so they say they didn't do much. Uh, American, American, and, um, they had one, one winning season or one bowl game, and, you know, their biggest win was against Houston. That was Houston's only loss in 2015. So, you know, there, there's not a lot, it's not a good time. It's going to make a move and have a, a chance to, to make part of it, you know, it strategically wasn't a great time, simply because they haven't been a factor for many years. Well, okay, let's move on to U of H. Well, no, let's go to, to the, the Conference of the American. Do you believe, do you think, well, what are your thoughts? Do you think the conference should add a 12th member for football only, or just stick with 11? And then after that, what do you think will happen? First, what do you think they will do? Then, what do you think will happen? Well, you know, it's ironic because you were around a few years ago when we had the summer of the Big 12 flirtation and everybody was getting up to go on a date in there to the Big 12, and it didn't happen. So now you fast forward a few years, and now the American Athletic Conference sort of is in a position of power. So there, it's a buyer's market, and they now have the card. And well, what do we do? So do we go out and try to add a school, go back to the twelve-team league, or do we sit tight and you know kind of see how things play out? I, I really believe right now, Chris, for the short term, and maybe beyond, they stay at eleven teams. That will force them to likely scrap and. Division format and just go with the 1 through 11 and the top of the team fight the championship. Uh, so simply, from what I've been told, it's a, a very full list of schools that would prove the deal and, and have interest and at least bring value. And those schools are BYU and Army. And both of them are independent in football, uh, but both come with, with some magic. And, and the question is, somebody like Army, would they want to give up their independence? Or the league, kind of like what they did. And the BYU has its own, you know, deal with ESPN. 
and they, you know, there's some scheduling issues because of the Sunday games. So, you know, I, I think ultimately the Big 12, you know, we'll see that they don't make necessarily have to do anything. You know, they push the power initiative, and at the end of the day, if they don't think there's a uh, BYU or Army or a Boise State or an Air Force that just springs up considerable amount of, of, of upside. So why add the 12 if you're 11? Flip the pie that way. You know, there's more There's more pie to go around now that comes out and these schools going to see about 700,000 extra in revenue just off the TV deal. So, you know, they're, they're not in any, any huge, you know, panic mode to have to go out and, and add it. Have you heard or can you confirm the one report, uh, I think Sports Business Journal said that ESPN could, could renegotiate with the, with the conference if a team left, if a member school left. But I think that was more if UCF left rather than a, a bottom feeder like UConn leaving. Right. What, what have you heard about that? In, in that deal, from what I've heard, you know, there's like three or four schools that are, are sort of like the anchors of, of the deal, kind of like a baseball where you have the, the outside sports, you can't, you can't really mess with them. You know, Houston, UCF, you know, places like that, Memphis, I believe, maybe Cincinnati. You know, those are schools that, that were in the in the deal that uh, they sort of helped drive the, the term, from what I was told. And I, I have heard would imply that losing UConn is going to drastically alter the opportunity to negotiate it or if they add another team or school uh, might be able to do something. But for right now, from what I'm being told, it's the, the departure of UConn is not going to drastically alter anything as far as that 12-year reported the $1 billion deal that they agreed to a few months ago. And one last thing, conference-related. When the American announced the 12-year deal with ESPN, were you surprised at that it was so long for 12 years? Um, you know, you see schools nowadays booking games that far out. No, I, I guess, I guess maybe a little bit. Because I, I haven't seen deals that are really shorter than somebody's maybe that. Seven to ten year window, so you know twelve is a big, you know maybe maybe that's you know, a commitment long term, but you know we, we just don't know where this is all going to end up. You know, ultimately, the whole college football landscape could just get blown up, and you know we can progressively see you know seismic type shift, you know, in the next round, or or, or maybe nothing changes. So uh, I've always learned, you know, deals are there. But it's not, it's not the end, you know, it's not the end all, you know, there, there's typically ways to, to renegotiate, you know, maybe short deals, sometimes length of deals, but, you know, it's, I don't, I don't think, you know, that signifies one thing one way or other than, you know, ESPN maybe trying to get ahead of things and, and maybe also at the same time looking at the American as, as something that they, they really want to invest in. I agree, and Commissioner Resco is is not the most popular guy at certain schools in the conference, but he's he's not 
dumb. He's worked TV deals before, and I I choose to believe that he's left the windows slash door open that six years from now, seven years from now, if things change for the better, that the conference can renegotiate with ESPN. Oh, you're absolutely right. No, he's this former executive at the, at the networks, and now he works at his membership. Uh, their interests completely, you know, on his mind. And, and I, I don't think he would, would get into a deal that did benefit his, his league. So, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, I'm not privy to the, the contract or the language. I'm not sure exactly, uh, what it does and doesn't allow, but I mean, I, I would, I would be really shocked if, if they went into that with, without some, you know, some options to, to, to either alter the deal with the exchange or, you know, you know I, I don't want to say get out of it, but the, I think there's, they have ways that they'll be able to work with the deal if something comes up. I saw you you spoke to uh, Coach Sampson, Coach Kelvin Sampson, and Coach Ronald Huey and got their thoughts on it. What are your thoughts on what they said, especially Coach Sampson and the possibility of the conference stays at 11 teams, well, in basketball, and everybody plays each other twice, so that's 20-game conference schedule. What are your thoughts on that? Well, no, Kelvin Sampson, basically, he's no, five right now with Keep it at 11 because it, it's pretty much everybody played a 20 game schedule. Really, that's pretty cool. And, and in terms of, you know, when you look at determining the change and stuff, uh, you know, you know, he recognized, you know, I don't that had, had the best run of late. And Cincinnati has really been, you know, the program the last few years that it used to cut up this past year. So in that regard, uh, you know, uh, he understands the move, but it, from a moving forward standpoint, he didn't feel like it, it was a huge impact. He really praised the, the mission of Wichita State to help in the league from, from two years ago. And then also, Chris, um, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think he favor, you know, if he would be fine if they decide to go out and but he, you know, like a lot of people want to make sure that they do have somebody
And last but not least, just in order of topics, Coach Huey and women's basketball, UConn women's basketball is, was the flagship of the American. Did Coach Huey, was he down? Was he somber at all about the departure of UConn? Or was looking forward to it as a challenge with the possibility of Houston moving up the ranks and being that if not top team, the second best team in the conference. Right. Well, you, I mean, you know, you know, Coach Hugh, and you're around there uh, quite a bit, and, you know, uh, you know, I thought I'd ask him, I was like, you know, every year, I know you don't tell you to do this, but pretty much every year, the way UConn has gone, once winning and oh, in six years, that everybody else is playing for second place. And, you know, he didn't, you know, that, that, that's sort of offensive, it, it just, And that, that'd be a coup for UVH, especially if, if, if Coach Oyem and UConn decided to come to Houston every other year, every other year or whatever, because of the attendance draw. Uh, 
it's not often UConn recruits Texas and specifically the Houston area. But if there's a talented player and, you know, I could see UConn coming back to schedule Houston here for that reason as well. JD, Joseph Duarte of Houston Chronicle, going to wrap it up. Is there anything you want to mention that we hadn't touched on? No, you know, you know, I think for your listeners, you know, football right now, I, I know it's the summer, but Dana hopes to continues to, to make moves. Uh, and it'll be interesting, you know, the NCAA kind of changing the transfer rule today. Uh, I still don't think it's, it's quite where it needs to be, but, uh, it'll be interesting because Houston has several players that are still, uh, on that, on that level. Joseph Duarte of the History Chronicle, thanks for your time. And um, I'm my side, and I'm more known of a basketball guy, but I am a U of H alum. So if you have time before football season starts, I'm going to talk to you again to pick your brain about the U of H football and um, the upcoming season. Yeah, I'll be at football media days in Rhode Island in a couple of weeks, and you know, we can do it then. We can do it right before the season. There's, you know, there's, there's not an NIL anymore, and I, and I, I don't spare Pierre to give a player, but such a, a generational type player that comes through here. You, you've never seen a, a five star sign with Houston. So it, it's definitely going to be a transition year. Uh, tough schedule. I don't know if that equals seven or eight wins, but you know, they should again be in a bowl. But uh, you know, there's a lot of things, but you know, there's always basketball. You can talk that. You know, you look at what happened to surprise the move by Armani Brooks not to come back and how that will affect the team because you're soon going into next season without four starts from the people which is 16. We'll only have their trip to Italy that we could think we could have. That'll help because a couple years ago they went to uh, Belize in China and it was a huge opportunity for some team building uh, and that's had a really good season. So a lot of things not just football, basketball, they you know, Sounds good. I look forward to it. Going to wrap it up right there. 